Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Trek. I am your host, Matt Brady, joined once again by Mr. A.T. Uh, I guess it's no longer Adam Tigerbaum on I mean, on you can still, we can still roll with Adam Tigerbaum, but yeah, it's uh, Funkmaster Adam now. Yeah, yeah it's Funkmaster <laughs> Adam. Yeah, all right. I like I like Adam Tiger Bomb. I don't I don't know why. That's that's what that's that's what I'm rolling with. So. Hey, I appreciate it though, man. <laughs> it's 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 vintage, you know. Just it's a it's a classic. Much like what we're talking about today, which is going to be Ooh. some uh, SNES classics. We may be starting kind of a series here um, where we kind of pick some older, like, you know, I don't know, maybe about six games a system. We'll come back and forth. We'll talk some Genesis at some point because Genesis does, but Nintendo don't. We'll talk some Game Boy. But today we're talking SNES. I believe we each have about three games uh, that we played kind of kind of growing up. Or uh, have have, fa- have found later, and um, Adam, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go first. Ooh, all right. Um, so my my first game here, um, I picked Wario's Woods. Came out mm-hmm. in uh, 1994. Uh, it, it's funny too because it, it was actually um, released on the NES as well, but it really shined on the Super Nintendo. You know, that's right. where you got like. The, uh, the real good gameplay and, and colors and everything out of it and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, with, with that, because it's like the Nintendo was just, like, dying out at that time. So they were, I guess they were like, well, we could put it on both of them, I guess, for people that couldn't afford it on uh, Super Nintendo or, or something like that anyway. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that actually made it the, uh, the, the last licensed uh, Nintendo game on, uh, on the first Nintendo. Oh, at wow. At least. But, but yeah. But uh, it really got its true shining on on the Super NES, though. But yeah, uh, Wario's Woods, though. Have you played this one, Matt? Yes. So I have played all of the games because uh, I recorded gameplay footage for them, and um, uh, yeah, I'm just going yeah. to go ahead and say <laughs> that all three of your games, I'm pretty awful at, as, <laughs> as as people were seeing here. So I went into Wario's Woods uh, having never played it, um, and so I was like, oh, let me just go look up some gameplay footage of this. And I was like, oh, okay, I remember what game it was. You know, it's like kind of like a puzzle game. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. Kind of like a Poyo Poyo or, or Tetris, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, Tetris Battle kind of, I was thinking, like, in a e- sense. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, okay, this should be easy. So I was like, okay, I'm recording gameplay footage, so I go to normal. And I was getting, you know, my – just handed to me. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> what am I – I don't really understand uh, kind of the, the bomb picking up and, and monster, you know, whatever, creature picking up kind of thing. Yeah, do yeah. They, do they just work diagonally? And so – then I was like, well, let me just go back to easy without, like, doing a tutorial or anything. Uh, and then I actually lost faster. And I was like, what is going on? So I, was like, so, <laughs> so I finally was like, all right, I need to go hit, hit like, the, the, the teach me how to play, like, sessions. 
uh, to figure out what it is what it is that I'm missing. And uh, then I kind of learned, wow, this game's actually kind of complex. There's a lot of complexities to it. It's not simply a, um, y- you know, like like a match two or three. You can like you can pick stuff up, you can stack it, you can kind of kick things across the screen. And uh, there's there's actually quite a lot to manage because you have the creatures that fall from the sky, the right. bombs the bombs that fall from the sky, and you kind of need to make sure things are set up to go. Um, you know, as, as things are following, it's it's right. not just it's not like Poyo Poyo or like say Kirby's Avalanche, which is also on the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, where you control the thing that's falling. Here, you right. don't. You control the. It's the reverse, and so yeah, I was having a really hard, really hard time with it. I, I'm sorry, guys. I just I kind of suck at this. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't the best at it either. When like when I played it like so long ago, but but yeah, I you know. I'm glad you you know you really brought up those points too because like those were like those are the main focal points I wanted to touch on because and, and the and the interesting part is too is like you don't play as uh, Wario you, you you play as Toad right. actually and because because it's it's Wario being the douche that he is dropping everything from the sky you know the monsters mm-hmm. and the bombs and everything and stuff like that and yeah like you have to wait for everything to drop what makes it hard because you're on like this cluster of a mess basically and right. you have to. Um, you have to organize uh, monsters that are dropped based on their color. Every monster is a different color, and the bombs are a coordinating color as well. You know, I can't go and take a white bomb and use it on a, a blue column of enemies and stuff like that. So, you know, that's basically the idea of it, though. You have to, you have to stack, um, you know, the monsters depending on their color and destroy them with the um, color-coded bombs, basically. And some monsters can, yeah, they can only be destroyed in, in certain ways. And, you know, you made the point of, like, okay, do I have to do some diagonal in some cases? And, yeah, that is the case. You know, some is, it's not just going to be a couple of sets or whatever. You're going to have to realize you have to set some up differently, basically, uh, to get them down. Um, it just, you know, I don't know. I always liked Tetris you know, I mean, who doesn't like Tetris? You right. Know? Like, 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 I remember, like, when I was younger and, you know, people would be like, oh, do you like games? And you'll have, like, that one person, yeah, I really like Tetris. And, like, they'd all laugh. And it's like, no, Tetris is awesome. Like, yeah, like absolutely. don't laugh at Tetris. And it's got, and, it, and Tetris has an awesome history uh, behind it, too, actually. But, yeah, like, Tetris and, like, Tetris battle games, like, I always, I always love stuff like that. Like, Pack Attack, Pack Attack's a pretty cool game. Mm-hmm. So, this is, like, just another one of, like, those Tetris clones, in a sense, which is... You know, a lot of color and variety added to it. You know, me being like, like when it comes down to like the Mario like uh, lore and stuff like that. Like, I'm a big Wario fan. I love the Wario Land games and stuff like that. You know, I would like to get as many of the Wario games as I could. I, I guess this being one of them, I would still have to buy a Super Nintendo, though. Uh, you know, and to cross that hurdle. But uh, it's just like, what's better than a Tetris clone involving a uh, Wario, in my opinion? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, long story short, yeah, uh, Wario's Woods. Yeah, and like I said, I think it's kind of cool. I'm looking at some footage of the NES version right now, uh, and they look kind of – I mean, it's the same game, but it looks like they play differently Um, because in the SNES version, at least from what I was playing, is you play against someone, where in the NES version, it seems more of just like you're clearing rounds. Oh, there's game types. There's different game types. That's that's Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, well, maybe I need to go. Maybe I need to go try the other game types because I so I stopped getting crushed by the computer. Uh, oh my god! That, that was what was happening to me. <laughs> I was just getting wrecked by the computer. I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? But yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's it's a different it's a different way to spin it. Um, you know, there's some other games come to mind like Clax on the NES, where if they they take that kind of Tetris or Poyo Poyo formula and kind of and kind of mess around with it a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this would be this game would be. Uh, great. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure. At some point, there was like a game. There had to have been like a Game Boy version of, of this, or some some kind of Wario Woods Game Boy game, right? I mean, there had. I think there. I think there was so. I think there was a Wario's Woods uh, on the Game Boy as well. Um, I've never actually. I don't think I've seen anything of it. Like, so I don't know how well it translated onto it though. But, but uh, yeah. I I think there was one, and then there's um. There's Bomber Wario too. It's like a Bomberman Wario. Wario Wario Blast. Wario Blast. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So maybe there's not. Wow. That just that just seems like it would it would have been a a great a great. I feel uh, like it would have though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and pick one of my games, and I want to start with um, arguably this is this is one of my favorite games of all time. I, I've probably mentioned it at some point. Um, on 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 the show, uh, it is also on the uh, Game Boy Advance and the Sega Genesis. But oddly enough, even the Game Boy Advance version is not as good as the SNES version, and that is Rock and Roll Racing. Oh boy, Rock and Roll Racing, um, made by um, Silicon and Synapse, uh, but it's actually a uh, it was published by Bl- Blizzard is ultimately who owns it now. Um, and there's actually some references to it in, in some of Blizzard's, uh, um, in like World of Warcraft, that Blizzard references like a lot of their older games. Has some, uh, has, uh, a secret character, Olaf from The Lost Vikings, which is another kind of Blizzard, uh, platformer oh. on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and you kind of unlock him. But, uh, anyway, it's a vehicular combat racing game. Uh, kind of plays like, like, kind of like a micro machines, right? Um, you're, Isometric is isn't the right isn't the right version, but it's you know it's you're kind of looking at it's like pseudo isometric, right? Know, yeah, you're you're kind it. of yeah you're kind of like staring at the screen, and so to actually race, you're kind of viewing. You have a little map in the corner, and so you're kind of viewing the map and and the screen at the same time, and like oh here comes a corner, and and you, you know you start plan start planning your turn. Because um, as as I was playing this recording footage, my, my girlfriend was like, "Well, how do you know where to go?" And I was like, "Oh, well, yeah, good question. Uh, the map, kind of, and and you can kind of anticipate it." But um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. You have it, it has MIDI versions of about like five songs, like "Born to Be Wild," "Bad to the Bone." Um, uh, there's uh, like "Highway Star." There's there's um, a "Paranoid," "Black Sabbath," "Paranoid." There you um, go. Yeah. And yeah, and so it, they're, it's they're cool. They're, you have a you have a rocking soundtrack, and you travel around from planet to planet, and you you race against uh, three other uh, competitors, and you kind of you have your cars, and you get to build them up, right? Like so, your starting car has uh, kind of like lasers, and it lays like spikes on the ground, which can cause people to slip and slide out. There's also stuff on the tracks that can that can hurt you, um, you know, like mines or like oil slicks or you know things like that as as you kind of progress. Um, there's about five or six worlds. There's a handful of different drivers, and they each all have their own kind of stats. So, like, um, a guy I like to use a lot is Jake Badlands, 
uh yeah who's you know like they all have like there's like snake something or whatever jake and there's like a cyber cyber hawk i think is one of the guys and so they all have different stats so like jake the jake badlands who i like to use has um it's like plus one to acceleration and plus one to cornering uh so that's that's kind of the way the way i view it but you get to build up your car you can get like missiles and stuff later and and um you like a hovercraft and this like tank type thing and um you can get like rocket boosts and some of the earlier cars have like bigger jumps and 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 stuff like that there's also uh there's also a um the comment there's a commentator right you know it uses like what the three megs of you know storage that this game has you know and use has some has, is is probably eaten up a lot by the soundtrack and, and the commentator who says like the green uh, the stage is set the green flag drops and then like as you're racing he is, he's always commenting about stuff that's going on and like you'll hit like a bomb and he's like holy toledo and you know it's just like <laughs> it's like it's totally like it's so 90s like you know and like whoa stuff like that it's it's awesome i i love this game you earn money as as you progress in the stages which you use to upgrade your car or buy a new one um but yeah it's 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 a ton a ton of fun um even if you're gonna play it on uh game boy advance or or sega genesis you, you can't go wrong but the super nintendo is what i kind of consider the uh definitive edition it's got a great um cover art too oh it does awesome. it totally yeah. does it's like some guy standing on some cars and like yeah yeah, it's, you know, he's, he's got like his spandex pants on. He's rocking the guitar. And just yeah, and it's like bright. It's like bright. It's like bright pink and orange and bright green. It's it's so nineties. It is set such a nineties game. But yeah, um, it, I always thought it was cool because it has actual songs. Yeah, yeah. Has, I I love that in a game. You know, like when they have actual licensed music in it and everything. Yeah, even even though they're like MIDI versions of it, it has yeah has 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 licensed music. Yeah. So that that's that's pretty sweet. I don't I I can't think of any other game at that time, you know, ex- except for something like, you know, like uh a game that is also um yeah, you know, it's tied to some title, right? So like Ghostbusters plays the Ghostbusters theme or Star Wars plays like the Star Wars, theme, you know what I mean? But other than that, mm-hmm. some just kind of random game that happens has like licensed music, has like Black Sabbath in it for the Super Nintendo. I can't think of any other game that has has something like that. Yeah, neither can I. And um, yeah, and you know, any racing game that I can think of that had you know really good soundtracks with licensed bands afterwards, obviously came after this game. So you know, may- maybe it was rock and roll racing that you know set the standard for, for that. Basically, going yeah. forward, who knows? Yeah, I like how the um, it's like pseudo, like like as I said, like you know, it's like pseudo isometric. Right. It, it, it kind of always reminded me of um, RC Pro M on the uh, yeah, the exactly. NES, actually, yep. as yeah. well. But uh, no, yeah, that's a great choice though. Yeah, it's it's like it's my go-to game when I when I play Super Nintendo or whatever. It's always like, yep, yeah, Rock and Roll Racing, first game, first game. That's a like, that's a bold claim. Wow, <laughs> the it's, go-to it's, game. It's, oh, it, it is it is totally my my go-to my go-to game. Yeah, my my cousin had it when we were growing up. We played hours and hours and hours of this. Nice, nice, right. cool. All right, Adam, what, what do you got next? All right, my number two. Uh, this is arguably one of the first video games I've ever played, actually. Um, I, I, I am going to say, though, I, I first played it on arcade, but you can get this on the Super NES if you don't have access to any of the other ports. There, there are a lot of ports to this game. So, you know, if, if like, like I just said, if you didn't have access to it via the other ports, then Super Nintendo is a way to go here. Um, and that is Primal 
Rage. Mm-hmm. It's a awesome, awesome uh, fighting game. It came out in 1994. Um, like I said, originally on the arcade. It came out, unfortunately, on the 3DO. I don't even know what that version even looks like. I don't <laughs> want to know what it looks like. Uh, Sega Genesis, uh, Game Gear, Game Boy, PC, Atari Jaguar, a Sega Saturn, Sega 32X, the PS1, and as I just mentioned, the Super Nintendo as well. I will say, other than the arcade, the Sega Saturn version is uh, a very superior version mm-hmm. as well. But I, as, as far as the Super Nintendo version goes, I, I think just really like maybe its color palette is like a bit it is a bit lacking, but it's still a solid game though. So like I said, it's it, it, it's a fighting game. And um, so basically the setting is like due to a cataclysmic event that ended the world, uh, humanity regresses into tribes, kind of like Stone Age, basically. And seven prehistoric creatures um, that were preserved deep within the earth emerge and become worshipped as gods. So each tribe worships one god and they're all fighting for uh, control of the world. There are seven characters. Uh, So they're all very, uh, they're either dinosaur-like or... Or uh, prehistoric mammals. So you have Sauron. Mm-hmm. So Sauron is a giant yellow Tyrannosaurus. He's the god of hunger. Then you have Diablo, who's a kind of like a palette swap of Sauron, actually. He's dark red, and he is the god of evil and destruction. You have Blizzard, who is a giant blue ape. He's the god of good and virtue. And then you have Chaos, who's kind of his counterpart, actually, a palette swap. He's brownish. And he's the god of decay, and he's the most foul character in the game. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that uh, in a bit. I love chaos. Chaos is actually my favorite character. He was my go-to in this game. You have right. Talon, who's a giant raptor. He's the god of survival. You have um, Armadon, who's a combination of two dinosaurs. Actually, picture of like uh, he's like a, he's like an upright triceratops and uh, ankylosaur. Mm-hmm. He's the god of life. And then you have Vertigo, who is like a cobra with like a platyosaur or something like that. She, right. He's the only female <clears throat> character, goddess of in- insanity. I'm a really big dinosaur guy. I loved, you know, dinosaurs growing up and stuff like oh, that. Oh, me and too. Everything. And, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, being that it's an early fighting game, it's it's uh, the combat system is very uh, easy to grasp. You know, combos are very easy to do. The move sets are extremely uh, limited. You don't have a lot of moves at your disposal. That's mm-hmm. just how those uh, games worked back then. It's extremely gory. I think they got in trouble for the gore in that game at one point. Like every punch, every kick is just going to send blood flying all all over the place. Um, there is a mechanic in between fights as you're you know, like basically. The, there's a world map. Yes. The world map is shaped like a, a T-Rex skull head, basically, after the world ended. And it's it's zones, and each god has a zone. And every time you win a fight, you conquer that zone. So you have to beat uh, the other six to control the whole uh, planet at that point. And in between fights at certain points, there's a point where you can, like, recharge your character, basically. And you can... your your tribe Your tribe people are, like at your disposal to to eat they're like sacrificing themselves to you as well so you could like pick them up and eat them and stuff like that and get like powered up and stuff like that going into like future fights it's like it's pretty crazy i i remember the um they had a toy line in the early 90s i'll never forget it. i never had any of the toys but i i'll never forget they came with like little minifigs of the tribes people and 
you know, the the figures were made to like eat them, and you could like open up the figure and like take the pieces out. Oh, that's pretty like cool. That. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty wild time. Uh, but I think the real selling point uh, for this game is what it, it, it's something I don't talk about a lot, but I I really really like. Um, like special effects a lot. I'm like I really admire like practical effects and stop motion effects most of all. And that's what this game was built upon. It it the whole like engine, the whole the the character models were rendered by using stop motion animation and it, it, I just thought they they utilized it so incredibly well and you know when you sit sit back and really like look at the game you can tell it's stop motion. It's and yeah. It's, it looks they, they, it looks really good. Like I like for 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 the like when I was playing it. Um, the SNES. I was like, wow, the SNES version of this game looks really good. Like yeah, for, yeah. For the time, it's, yeah, yeah. You you can't go wrong. And um, you know, every character too has they're, they're like um, you know, they have their own move sets and like some might have like certain elements that like are tailored to them. Like the ones that like really stand out, like, like Diablo, he's like the dark red T-Rex. He's kind of like fire based. Right. Uh, kind of. And, um, Vertigo's kind of like, I think Vertigo's kind of like poison, uh, in a sense, mm-hmm. blizzards, ice, yeah. uh, ca- chaos. Chaos is the interesting one. I want, I wanted to say earlier, uh, like I said, he's the God of decay. Uh, his moves <laughs> revolve around, uh, vomit, yes. uh, farting, and urinating on mm-hmm. your enemies, and it's like the most grotesque thing. I don't know what uh, possessed them to do that, but I was nineties dude. It's all yeah, about. There the you 90s go. Kid. That's yeah. it. That's the best way you could uh, you could sum it up as. But yeah, for like anyone into uh, fighting games or or anything like that, you want like a good throwback uh, mm-hmm. to see what was. Um, happening at the time you know and, and again it's like like you know you said yeah like i mean it's, it's, dude, it's yeah it's clearly also like inspired i mean the funny thing is like two things had to have happened for this game to exist one jurassic park <laughs> yeah <laughs> and two mortal Kombat. Like, oh yeah yeah that's, that's what this is that's the perfect yeah, summing, summing up like, right there yeah and so like i was i was reading some some of the notes on on wikipedia and uh, like uh, there's an interview with one of the guys uh who helped who helped uh, create it? Um, it was like uh, animator Jason Leong uh, recounted. He's like, every year, Time Warner Interactive throws a big brainstorming session where everybody brings up new game ideas. A few years ago, I brought up the concept of a head-to-head dinosaur fighting game, um, and said like, so like that's that's kind of what it was. And so it was, I'm sure it was just like, all right, well, uh, that Mortal Kombat game seems like it, it's pretty popular, and you know, Jurassic Park's pretty popular. So uh, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's let's get some dinosaurs fighting and and stuff like that but yeah i mean i think it controls pretty well for what it is you know there's yeah a lot there's a ton of fighting games because everyone was trying to cash in on that street fighter um mortal Kombat, mortal Kombat market and a lot of them just control awfully this one is actually is pretty decent i'll say for for what it for what it was i'm also kind of awful at this um like i consider myself pretty good at street fighter i'm a big street fighter fan so the capcom fighting engine i do really well in anytime i ever try to step over into the mortal Kombat engine i always just get wrecked i'm like i'm like awful like like i can i can i can i can go play an arcade cabinet of like marvel vs. capcom no problem start to finish you know like one hmm. you know one quarter like no no problem street fighter 2 you know same thing but anytime i step on mortal Kombat, i'm like i what do i do like it's just it's night and day difference for me so i was i was getting wrecked as people will see in the gameplay footage but i kind of started to figure <laughs> out i kind of started to figure out some of the moves um 
you know, as I, uh, as I, as I progressed, but yeah, I kind of like the, the guy who can teleport, uh, the guy with the, like the snake Cobra guy. Oh yeah. That's, um, that's or the uh, goddess. Vertigo. Yeah. Vertigo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, goddess, yeah. 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 I, it's funny too. Cause like I, I'm notoriously, um, bad at fighting games, like in my friend circle and, and everything like that. But this is one of the games that I'll be like, I don't care. Like I, like I'm playing it. I remember we read, I, we stumbled into a barcade, um, a few of us uh about a, about a year ago or so and uh it, it was in there so my brother and i were playing and like i i just kept wrecking him like over and over again and it was i was just having such a good time he, he yeah, stopped he wasn't like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no no but, but it was it was awesome i was just like oh my god i i still have like pictures of it on my phone and everything because i was just like yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be here again, so I'm commemorating. This. Yeah, but yeah, Primal Rage. Yeah, when you when you brought up Primal Rage, I was trying to remember. I was like, was it was it like a cartoon first or something? No, I think it was just a game, and then there was kind yeah, of like a toy yeah. line that, that went along. That yeah went went along with it. So yeah, all right. Um, okay, so back to me. Um, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna talk about um, Sim City. Oh, Sim boy. City for the SNES is oh I. It's another one of my. It's another one of just my go-to games. I I love this game to to death. Um, uh, you know, I, it's I to me it is. Having played a lot of the games in the, in the in the franchise, I'll argue that it's it's probably the best or the second best Sim City, uh, game there is with 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 the exception wow. of maybe Sim City Four, because um, sometimes you know you get a little too complex. And so I think kind of the simplistic nature of of this SNES version of SimCity is 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 just about the right mix. Um, you know, it's pretty stand it's pretty standard fare. You you know you can build a handful of things: residential zones, commercial zones, industrial zones. Um, right. And then and then you get some special things later, like you can build a zoo or a casino. Uh, and then you kind of have to manage things, right? Like if you start to build a lot of industrial plants, oh, that's great because it's going to create a lot of jobs. But at the same time, it's also going to create a lot of pollution, a lot of crime, a lot of uh, it can bring down your housing costs. So you kind of have to factor that in. Um, you know, uh, do I build nuclear plants? Do I build coal plants? Do I save some money? Uh, do I put in casinos? Because that's a great way to make extra money, but at the same time, it increases crime. Um, and then there's like traffic. I will say traffic on this game is kind of broken. I don't. I, I've played this game for years, and I really don't understand how to do it. Because um, you have roads or railways, and if you build railways, you constantly get flashing messages messages that just say you need more roads. But then you never have to deal with uh, traffic, and everything still seems to build the same. But if you build roads, you're constantly being told that traffic and pollution are terrible. So it's like, well, I guess railways it is. Uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, screw you, people. Sorry, you're dealing, you're dealing with 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 our public our public transit s- system. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, like I know in some of the other iterations, I want to say SimCity 2000. That's when, where they started introducing like water. Um, zones and uh, you know subways and stuff like that, and then it just gets a little too complex at that point. Um, I mean, it's great that it's there, but it's just, it becomes a lot kind of harder to manage. Um, you can, of course, create uh, disasters, and one of the cool things about this one is that you get um, essentially a Godzilla-like disaster, but it's Bowser because it's for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the games. I think the game's kind of a, a technical marvel, actually, for the time. There are over a th- there's a thousand different maps you can choose um, 
which like it seems insane actually for the for the Super Nintendo. They were, you know, um, that you know there are a thousand That's extensive. There, yeah, there's a thousand different maps. There's also some scenarios you can do. Like you can jump into like some some mo- some cities and you kind of have to fix their problems. Like San Francisco, I think, is one of them. They have earthquakes, and so you're constantly just trying to rebuild the city after earthquakes. Uh, Tokyo has a like you know Godzilla like problem. It's Bowser, <laughs> right? And so you're okay. Um, and then, you know, it's like some other Chicago, I think it's like fires because, you know, the Chicago fires back in the right. day and, and stuff like that. And so those, those are kind of those are kind of fun, too. But I mean, the real the real fun is just is just building your city the way you want and uh, kind of exploring and seeing and everything. And your whole goal is to just get it to be the biggest city as, as possible. Um, there's taxes. You have to, you know, worry about that and funding. And uh, yeah, there's kind of a lot to manage. But I mean, for the Super Nintendo, I think it's an excellent excellent port and uh kind of my go-to sim city if i like i want to sit down and play sim city it's just just the one i go to yeah i i i remember most of that one a little bit my go-to is more so uh 2000 and i just suffered from constant riots because i never knew what i was doing in my right. my cities but um I did. I never knew about uh, scenario modes or, or anything like that in SimCity. That's a whole new uh, concept to me. Actually. Yeah, That's yeah, there, yeah, cool. the, yeah, the, yeah. There's yeah, there's a hand. There's a handful of um, of scenarios uh, you have to you have to do. Um, uh, there's also uh, and there's I mean it's a lot of trial and error too in in, in this. Oh game. yeah, I think yeah, I think sure. it's great and that like how you kind of learn. Oh, mega blocking stuff. Like you can do like you do. I think it's what is it? It's it's like nine total, I think, or it's something like that. It's like, yeah, three, 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 three. And then you leave one open in the middle. And that's kind of like what they say is like the best way to build, to build a block. Um, and then you can like, you can put parks in the middle and then like, you know, as you build more things, you unlock other things. Right. So as you build more police stations, you unlock a police department. So that gives you like a bigger range. Um, of course it also increases your taxes. And so you're con- you're, you're constantly having that struggle of like, how do I, you know, keep the people happy and, and and build the best city? So there's there's a lot of strategy involved, and like I still have old save files. This is one of the first games I bought when it became live on um, Virtual Console back wow. in the day. I still I still have a save file going on on Virtual Console that I transferred from my Wii to my Wii U, which I still actually you know go back into the old Wii menu and play just because I have a, wow. a, a a couple cities on there that I want to. Uh, I, I I love to jump just jump back into every now and then. Do you have any um any clever names for some cities you made up at your disposal you want to share with us, Matt? Uh, n- not really. I mostly just I mostly just call my <laughs> call my cities like town or like whatever because I, I just I don't I don't really or like somewhere or you know something. I'm just like because I don't really ever care, but I never name it. You know, like poop town or you know anything. anything oh anything, no, yeah, yeah, anything, no, anything like trolley or whatever. Yeah. No, nothing yeah. dumb, nothing dumb like that. Mostly just like eh, town or city or you know like whatever. So no, nope, so okay. Yeah. So all okay. All right. So uh, Adam, back to you for your last all game right. here. Bound down to my last one. All right. Yeah. Uh, this one. Uh, I I I don't know uh, how many people this one's g- going to resonate with, but I really I really really do think this is um a game that I I, I think everyone should experience because it, it's it's a diff- it's definitely a different game. Mm-hmm. Um and. Uh, that is uh, Super Godzilla, 
that uh, it came out in uh, ninety three in nineteen ninety three in Japan. It came out in nineteen ninety four in the U.S. I'm a big Godzilla fan. I I I grew up on Godzilla. My dad showed me all of the the movies from like the the fifties and the sixties, mm-hmm. going into the early seventies, and then just me growing up in the nineties. I I saw some of those nineties films. You know, I'd go to Blockbuster and 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 rent them and and stuff like that. I just I I loved I love Godzilla to this day. You know, I I was watching I was rewatching um, 1985 um, earlier this week, uh, but okay. but yeah, uh, and and this game uh, primarily um, works along a lot of the the 90s movies, which is what we call the uh, the Heisei era. That was that was from anything from Godzilla 1985 all the way up to Destroyer, which I believe was 1996. So not so not so, the Matthew Broderick movie. No, no. <laughs> see, see, what happened with that was is that um, I, for, I forget who came out with it in, in the U.S. when we put it out. I don't know if it was Universal or, or anyone like that, but they had to get those rights from Toho because Toho was who put out Godzilla, right, all that time, and they're still putting out Godzilla. You know, they put out uh, Shin Godzilla in uh, 2016, which is an amazing, amazing movie, and and people got really confused with the Matthew Broderick. Um, movie. I promise I'll get back to the game. I just want to uh, clarify right. something here because it's like after Godzilla came out in 1998, Godzilla 2000 came out, and people were so confused because it was the original looking Godzilla, just you know, with updated dorsal fins and everything. And people were so confused because they didn't know if that was supposed to be a sequel to what we got in '98. It's not. That was Toho being like, no, like we're coming out with this is the kickoff to the Millennium series now. Yeah. And uh, we're going to share it with you guys now because it was really hard, actually, for the U.S. to get those movies in the 90s, actually. I forget what was happening at the time, but there was some kind of embargo, and we were having some issues getting those Godzilla movies uh, released to us. So, um, but but long story short, the, this game revolves around a lot of the 90s movies, uh, with the exception of one little tidbit that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'll, that I'll get to in a bit. But basically... Um, it's an action game, and you know I said it's a very it's a very very uh, different game. You're Godzilla, and you you basically your 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 screen is split into two screens. You have your top screen and your bottom screen, basically, and it's like you're moving Godzilla along like this like weird overworld, basically, like through towns or whatever mm-hmm. setting you're in, and you know like the top part is kind of like. I guess cinematic, you could say, and it's like it's showing Godzilla like moving and like walking around, and, like two D sprites and stuff like that. And you know, you, like you fight off like tanks and, and and stuff like that and everything. But every once in a while, you'll come across uh, the boss of the level, and it's like it, it it's like it it goes into like this f- like fighting mode. But this is where it gets like really really complicated and, and complex though, and it, it it's like you'll be like. You'll be like moving towards your enemy, and you see like this 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 meter going up at the, at the bottom of your screen, and it's like that's what you kind of have to use to like time your attack, basically. But your enemy has the same kind of bar going up, and the closer like your bars get to like each other, is that's the more effective their attack is going to be on you. So you have to like strategize how you pull in and out, like going towards your enemy to determine if you're going to have an effective hit because you want your bar to be longer than your enemy's bar. This is kind of weird to explain. I'm like doing 
Uh, no, it is, I and I'm and I'm sure I'm sure the people who are watching this on YouTube are watching me just get wrecked uh, and, and not <laughs> understanding how how this worked because I jumped in thinking I, I I quickly brought up like a YouTube video. I was like, okay, cool, just so I have some idea before I start recording gameplay footage for this, and then I'm like playing and I'm like, what the hell am I supposed yeah. to do? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, dude. Like, I this is another game like I was terrible at myself. Like, I I knew someone that was actually like really really good at this game, and we were sitting down one day. He was watching me play it, and it got to the point where he was just like, all right, move over. Let me show you how to do this. And I was just like, okay. And, like, I just watched him. Like, he walked through like, – like, it was a cakewalk for him. Right. And I, I was like, oh, my God. But it, it is a very he, – he said, too, he's like, don't feel bad. It is a complex system to get. He goes, I've just been playing this game longer than you. And I'm like, yeah, obviously. But, but yeah, like, it, it's got other interesting attributes, too. Like, you could be walking around on the map, and you could go to, like, nuclear reactors and power up Godzilla on these nuclear reactors. And that's that's something they took from a movie, actually. That's from 1985. That was the return of Godzilla. Because he's going around powering himself up that way. He's sucking all the nuclear radiation out of there to power himself up, to soup himself up. So I liked that. That was something they, they added into the game. Other... Um, and it, your enemies include uh, King Ghidorah. You know, it's a, that's a classic monster from the old 60s movies. They redid him in the 90s. He's going to be in the new movie uh, coming out uh, this year. That's not by Toho. You know, the, the one, Toho. the one with uh, uh, Millie Bobby or Bobby Brown, the girl from Yeah, 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 yeah. Ex- exactly. And you know, this ties in with Kong Skull Island now and and everything like that. But yeah, so you, if you don't know who King Ghidorah is, uh, you, you will know. Uh, you have. Um, now the Mechagodzilla concept is interesting because in uh, in the '90s they redid Mechagodzilla, they redid his look. So in Japan, you got the original Heisei-looking uh, Mechagodzilla, but in the official U.S. release, we got anything from the '50s up to the '70s in Godzilla films is the Showa era, and we got because that Mechagodzilla movie in the '90s hadn't come out to us yet, we got the original Mechagodzilla model that most of us. New, so I thought that was kind of an interesting twist to put. You have Violante, giant mutated uh, plant that's got Godzilla cells in it. You have Batra, which is kind of an evil version of uh, Mothra. You have Mecha King Ghidorah. Um, you have UFO, which I think is kind of like a nod to like they've had um, aliens in um, er- earlier films. Like originally, right. like King Ghidorah is like is from space from like Martians and stuff like that. And you have Guy Gan, who's also from aliens from another galaxy. So I think that's why they threw it, that UFO in there. That was kind of like a nod to that older uh, time period. And then the real interesting thing here is the final boss, which is uh, Baggin. And this is the only time you'll ever see Baggin. It kind of looks like a really super duper, like, like, like you have super shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. like the second movie. That's basically what Baggin is. It's like the super shredder of Godzilla, basically. Oh, gotcha. And it was put, it was supposed to be in a movie. It just never made it uh, for some unknown reason. So they just – it's Bagans exclusively uh, to this game. But, yeah, the uh, the, the whole fighting mechanic uh, system is, like, really unique to uh, to get into, though. Like, so, you know, you just got to make sure your, your bar is all the way up to your enemy and your enemies isn't. Like I said, it all depends on how you maneuver in and out yeah, of and that was, your opponent. That was kind of cool. What I, you have yes. to catch them with your guard down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you kind of what it is is it's kind of like a tug of war. Like you, you have to like move up and kind of get them to move back, and then once you hit them, back up, and then that's how you can pull off like your special moves, like the tail whip or like you know Godzilla firing like an energy beam. 
Like they, it seems like to me that that was the way to get the option to do that. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that uh, that's it's the best way to to put it. Long story short. Yeah, I, I yeah, and I, I the moving around the city part. It's kind of slow, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Like it's it's kind of like to see like when you walk through a building. It's it's kind of cool. I mean, for the Super Nintendo, right? Like we're talking about it, this for the Super Nintendo. This game is like yeah. kind of really impressive to me, actually. Um, as as we start doing these uh, things where we're you know we, we go back and we're kind of exploring a, just a, a lot of games on, on these systems and it's kind of like wow you know the Super Nintendo and some of these other things are really capable of a lot of games I, I never really when I just think about them uh, from like afar or capable from a lot of things I never really thought they would be but um, yeah I mean this game is it's definitely unique I cannot think of any other any other game like it on on the in that generation of, of consoles. Yeah, and like like me being like I said, like I'm a big Godzilla fan, and you know, like that's an important aspect to make too. Like when you're moving around the map, that is a very, very, uh, it is a slow aspect of the game. I will admit that. So you know, it's just, it's just keep in mind. It's just uh, the the way I didn't play a lot of Super Nintendo um, growing up, but I did play this game. So it, it's kind of just like, you know, I just, I just know a lot of people that don't know about it. So I figured, yeah, let's. Put it in the spotlight uh, right here, right now. So no, Super I, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, this is so. So this is the second Godzilla game I've ever played. The first one was, um, uh, what's the one for the GameCube? Destroy, destroy all monsters. Destroy all monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I played that one. I played that one a ton back back in the day. So this being my second Godzilla game I've ever played, I was like, wow, it was a good experience. It was good. So yeah, now I'm kind of like, all right, I'm definitely down to check out some more Godz- Godzilla stuff. I've never been a big Godzilla kind of kind of fan. I mean, I saw I saw the movie. That came out in the '90s or 2000 or whatever with with Matthew Broderick. I remember some cartoon I probably watched on like you know Hanna Barbera or Boomerang or whatever that that, sh- that channel is, and it was like there's like a baby Godzilla type thing, and it's like from like '70s or something. I want to say. Um, oh yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I never really watched that either. Like yeah, so I'm not. So yeah, I, I'm like I don't know a lot about Godzilla and like kind of the lore and the. And, and all of the history and, and stuff like that. I just know that there's, like, big monsters, which are really just men in suits fighting, and it, it's a great time. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, oh, so, yeah. Fun, fun fact, fun fact, actually, about the 1998 Godzilla going forward, when they were ending the, the Millennium series of movies in uh, 2004, yeah. they called it Final Wars. And what Toho did was they bought – they took the rights – to that American movie of Godzilla, took that Godzilla, renamed him Zilla, and had the original Godzilla just destroy him nice. in the movie. <laughs> and it was kind of like, like aliens just like beamed him down, and like, the, like Godzilla took him and like threw him into the Sydney Opera House in Australia, and just like decimated him with like awesome heavy metal music just playing in the background. And I was just like, I was howling, man. I was laughing. I was hysterical. I was just like, I can't believe they just did that. It was. I don't know why so people think that movie is that bad. I I liked it. I thought it was good. Although they kind of pit make Godzilla out to be like the bad guy because he is kind of like the villain. Well, in the movie. here's my thing. Here's my problem with it. Okay. Um. They they end that movie by they kill Godzilla. Yeah. And they killed him with planes. Planes don't kill Godzilla. Godzilla kills planes. Yeah. That's how it's always been. Planes have no effect and they're like, Alright, he's stuck on the Brooklyn Bridge and it's just like a couple of missiles and like they got him and I'm just like No. 
no, that's not how this happens. Godzilla just flat, like swaps those things like they're flies or whatever. And it's just like, I just, uh, yeah, I get it. A different take, I guess. But and I, and I wasn't so against the redesign. Yeah, I think it's a good monster. But, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, too into it. Um, actually, too, really quick. Best movie experience I ever had, though, as a kid. Because there was a guy drunk in the crowd. And every time Godzilla would appear, he'd get up, clap, and like, woo! Like the only guy in the theater. So, so yeah. Just like good all times. about it. Just like all about Godzilla. Oh, he was so into it. He was, it was all in, man. All in. So, so wait. So the new movie that's coming out, right? There's like the yeah, one with yeah. Millie Bobby Brown, and then so I didn't, yeah. I didn't see the one they did like 2014, 2015. I thought I liked it. I liked that Brian one. A lot of people didn't. And so they're gonna build the Kong Skull Island. Kong up to fight Godzilla? Is that right? Gonna... Be- yeah, because um, in uh, nineteen sixty, right? Yeah, they did it. They had, they had Godzilla versus it was King Kong versus Godzilla. So it's 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 but how the, is uh, the redo but, of that. yeah? But okay, so how? But the new Godzilla, right, is like enormous. Mm-hmm. Like he's way like because the old Godzilla is like thirty feet tall or something, right, or something like that. Or is Godzilla? Uh, the old Godzilla, I think, is uh, four hundred feet tall. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but is it, is like it, isn't this new? Isn't the new Godzilla like way bigger than that? I think so. Yeah, and because um, King, Ko- King, Go- King Kong, because King Kong back in the day was like you know King Kong was like hanging off of the Empire State Building. That would make right. like that would make like Godzilla the size of the Empire State Building. So how yeah, is Ka- uh, so how Kong is Kong and Skull Island is like as big as Godzilla? Oh, okay, gotcha. So he's yeah. okay. So they're okay. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a whole different continuity. Like that, like like Skull Island does not follow Peter Jackson's King Kong. Gotcha, the, gotcha. Like, yeah, it's 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 a whole um, separate um, uh, universe. And the best part about this new Godzilla movie is, like, don't get me wrong, the t- the 2014 Godzilla with Brian Cranston. I I personally was a fan of that movie. I enjoyed it. I liked the the creation of the new monster, the Muto. I thought it was a very very interesting concept. Looked really good. Um, but now, yeah, we're getting uh, King Ghidorah. We're getting Mothra. We're getting Rodan. I think one of the true unsung uh, Toho uh, monsters. Rodan had its own standalone movie just around the same time um, Godzilla did. It was made by the same people, and then they just incorporated Rodan into uh, Godzilla movies. Yeah. But 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 by that time, it was the '60s, and everything was pretty pretty campy. But the first Rodan movie ever in the '50s. Is, is a phenomenal movie. It's almost like a horror movie, actually, in the beginning. It's really, really a really good uh, film. So I, I yeah. like the fact that Rodan's going to be painted in this new light in this uh, Godzilla movie. I could go have you, on and on oh, about no, this. Oh, yeah, like, have, you, have you played, um, before before we get to my last game, have you played King of the Monsters for the SNES? Uh, man, I, I know that game. I, I've never played it. But okay. actually, though, there's Godzilla Domination, that came out the same time as Destroy All Monsters Melee. That came out in the Game Boy Advanced, but that it is plays, similar. Yeah, it's like it that. Plays it's like, just it's like, like a fighting, that game. Yeah, fighting game. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we'll, we'll, one we'll, of the more we'll better have, Godzilla games. Yeah, we'll have to jump into that at, at some point. But uh, all Definitely. right, cool, yeah. cool. All right, right well, uh, my last game is a game called Metal Marines, um, which I feel now is, this one I don't know at all. Yeah, actually. I feel is totally a hidden gem on the Super Nintendo. Um, it is a real-time strategy game. Um, it was developed by Namco. Uh, it was really it was originally released in Japan under the title Militia. Um, but I absolutely, absolutely love this game to death. I play it all the time. 
Um, it's another one of these games. Uh, Super Nintendo. I, I just I keep I, I keep going back to it, and I, I would have never found this game if it weren't for, for emulators. Never ever would have found this game. Um, it's it's a it's a real time strategy game, but the easiest way to describe it is it's more like excuse me is it's like Battleship, right? So like you kind of take Ooh. you kind of like take turns attacking each other, and you it's active though, so you don't you know you have to choose to attack, but you can do it at any time you want, but you have kind of like a fuel supply and an energy supply and you're um, building up your base. And so you get like missiles and you get these things called metal Marines, which are essentially Gundams, you know, or they're, they're mech suits. Right. And so you can kind nice. of deploy them and send them over. Um, it's kind of simple, but it's really more kind of strategy based. And so um, you have their map. Right. And so you have to like fire missiles over or send your metal Marines over. And the idea is to destroy their bases. You each have like three bases and you kind of like have to go find it and, and destroy it. And there's kind of a, a cheesy storyline uh, going on as well. But that's that's not entirely necessary uh, to understand the game. Um, but you get like missiles and you get uh, like anti-air missiles. So you're kind of like quickly deciding how do I want to build my base? Do I want to focus on defense first. Um, you don't know what, what's on their map. It's like Battleship, right? Like, so you'll say, like, B-12, you know. In Battleship, you would say, like, B-12 or something, whatever. Uh, then, you know, you fire your missile, and they'll say hit or miss. And so, yeah. in this, same thing. You don't know what's on their side of the map until you start firing missiles over, and then you get a C. And so, then, once you find their bases, you can start, like, eliminating them. But um, it is just, it is, it's a ton, of, it's a ton of fun. Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward, really. It's, it's like Battleship, I, I, you know, but it's on the Super Nintendo and you can like send met these Gundams over and they can kind of walk around and, and fight and fight stuff. So you have some options of things you can build and you can also upgrade things. So you can like upgrade your metal Marines to be stronger. You can upgrade your your missiles to be like two or uh, to like two missiles. You can upgrade your anti-air missiles to be, you know, two missiles. And so you can kind of like shoot down their missiles as they come over, which is like the most fun. I think, uh, like, just watching their missile come over and you have this, like, defense system that's, like, you know, trying to hit their missile in the air. Um, and uh, you can also, sh if you can do it fast enough, you can actually shoot down their ship with metal marines if you have a strong enough uh, kind of defense system. So, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a ton of it's a, it's a ton of fun. I, I definitely encourage people to check it out because it's definitely unique. Um, and I would totally, totally call this a hidden gem on, on the Super Nintendo just because I just think, you know, a lot of people probably didn't play it back in the day. Well, I've had a new obsession lately with like um, collecting. Um, like, like, well, well, yeah, there's that. That's that's an addiction. Uh, that's all <laughs> different animal. But uh, like, like lately, I've um, like I, I started playing uh, LAPD Future Cop, and it kind of like re like opened this whole like love of like like the mech thing. So like mm -hmm. you talking about how like they have like these giant Gundam suits basically and everything. I'm like, I'm gonna have to check this out now. Basically, yeah. Well, so, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, so the metal Marines uh, interact obviously differently than the missile. So the missile you just fire over and it kind of hits hits a zone. Um, and it, you know if you you can take out their they have like you can place like turrets and stuff like that. Um, but the the metal Marines themselves, you send them over and then they kind of get a zone that they'll walk around it and they have about sixty seconds. Um, and so, you know, if you're in a zone and you don't have uh, kind of turret set up, then, you're, then that Metal Marine is going to walk around and it's going to destroy everything it can within 60 seconds. So there's definitely like this strategy of, oh, where do I place things? You know, or is my Metal Marine strong enough or am I sending two or three Metal Marines? And then there's obviously that kind of supply 
thing, right? Because you're you have like war funds and energy which are constantly building up. But every time you know you send stuff over, that costs fuel or you know money, and so you're kind of it's kind of this balance act of how often do I want to attack, or you know should I be focusing on defense? And the tide gets turned fast, like yeah. <laughs> either either way, because one missile can take out like an entire like can take out like four or five units of their missiles or like their anti-missiles or radar or whatever. And so, you know, it's, you really, you really, like, you really need to focus on your defenses too. It's not, you can't just be all offensive and win. See, I feel like that, that would have been a game. Like if I played it, like when I was like really, really young, I feel like I'd be like all about like the offensive kind of like, kind of like my approach to a Pokemon, which is a completely different game. Right. But like, that's like, you know, I'm not thinking about that stuff. Like when I'm a kid, I just want to like fight, fight, fight. You know what I right. mean? So yeah, I, I think if like I were to sit down now and like play this, I'd be like, all right, like, how do I do this right? You know? And mm-hmm. like, yeah, really focus on like that's offensive side of things that you were just talking about though too. But yeah, no, it, it's, it sounds like a good time though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. I, I love metal Marines. Uh, it, it, you know, and I think it works well as as a real time strategy game for the Super Nintendo that it because it is kind of like Battleship, right? Where it's kind of turn. You kind of well, you don't you can attack whenever you want, but it is kind of like turn based. I guess uh, is kind of the kind of the way because it's like once they once they start their attack, you, you you can't like you're not free to build stuff. You have to sit and watch what their attack was, and vice mm-hmm. and vice and you know and vice versa. When, once you start to attack, they it kind of goes into like a, a sequence of, of events and you can't, you just kind of sit there and wait. But, um, you know, cause you couldn't, it couldn't be like command and conquer, right. Where you're like actively building troops and you know, this is all happening in real time. So I think for it being for the super Nintendo, the way it plays out, it works really, really well. And it's, and you know, again, as we talk about games, uh, older games like Nintendo, super Nintendo, Genesis, game boy, stuff like that. Sometimes the simplicity of those systems actually, I think, benefited game design quite a bit because it just it sometimes makes games more approachable, you know, so. Yeah, no, yeah, sometimes um, my, uh, you know, it's like that philosophy in life, like less is more sometimes, you know, yeah. and I, I think that's definitely the case with what we're talking about right now, for sure. Yeah, so, all right, guys, well, uh, that, is, that is it for uh, this week on our, I guess, we're, I guess I'm going to call this SNES Classics. Uh, haven't decided what we're doing next, but maybe we'll do some more Super Nintendo, or maybe we'll move to the Genesis, or the Game Boy, or or something like that. But uh, we will keep it rolling here. So, uh, all right, Adam, where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me at my uh, newly found brand change for 2019, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, at Funkmaster Adam on uh, Twitter, also on Instagram at uh, Funkmaster Adam. You can see me posting all kinds of. Uh, uh, gaming goodies on there. Uh, you could uh, listen to Funk Masters of Wrestling at FMOW underscore podcast and uh, Game Jockeys Retropod at Game Jockeys Pod on Twitter. All right. And you can find me here on Box Trick or anywhere on the internet at Super Game Throws. I also run a Game of Thrones podcast called Bend the Knee. It's on the Rice and Fire podcast. And uh, yeah, as always, guys, thanks for listening.